Welcome back to the 2022 finals of Trash Can TV's National Spelling Bee. Let's take a look. All right, we're here at Westchester County where we're hosting our annual final spelling bee. All right, so we got ourselves four contestants. And uh, Ronald, why don't you get up there? And uh, we got a word from the pile. So here's what we're going to have. We're going to have tsunami. Go ahead and spell that out. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, uh, we all were running from the tsunami. Tsunami. T-S. Ah, nope, 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 nope. Ain't no T in tsunami. Get off the stage. All right, next. All right, little Terry. All right, what we're going to have next, we're going to have the word refrigerator. Excuse me, sir. Can you use that in a sentence, please? Yeah, I was hungry at midnight because I've been drinking too much. Went over to the refrigerator. Refrigerator. R. E. F. I ain't, ain't no, ain't no re in the refrigerator. No, 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 no. It's fridge and then the E-R, Raider. So that's what you got to think about next time. All right, we got a couple more here, but you're wrong. Get out of here too. All right, Bobby, we got, uh, all right, since you're my son and all, I ain't going to be partial, but uh, let's do this. Uh, uh, phone. Go ahead and spell out phone. Phone. F-O-N-E. Phone. That's my boy. All right. He's our winner. We ain't even going to try that other kid. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And you're listening to the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Micah, we have reached over the hill. We're at episode 51. We passed 50 and we're over the hill and it's a great day. Thanks to all of our supporters, all of our listeners. Where do we have our listeners in? Oh man, we got listeners. Let's see. We got Virginia. We got Iowa. We got Florida. We got Georgia, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. You know, we Oregon's a big one. Oklahoma. I mean, we got pretty much I should have counted before this. That's what I got to say. Yeah. So we also have a lot of listeners overseas. I've seen a couple more listeners in India, Australia, Malaysia, the Philippines. Hey, want to give a big shout out to our people in the UK. Y'all have been pretty consistent in Dublin, Ireland. Thank you guys for listening to us. And hey, I'm going to go ahead and plug it at the beginning of the episode. But we have a couple new videos out that Micah took when he took a couple of flights and they're already up to a good amount of views. So thank you guys for viewing those. And if you are brand new listeners, welcome. The way that we do this podcast is each segment is a different topic. So our first segment on the Donut Box Pack podcast is the Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. Now, if you have been listening for a while, probably even I was probably around episode eight. We talked about Micah's old Isuzu truck. And how I had to ride in the back of it when there was a young lady that tried to seduce Micah. Uh, she tried to... Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But anyways, so... Family program. Family program. Yeah. We don't want to... We can't say that on the air. Anyways, uh, so this is Zuzu truck. It had a lot of problems, but it was a good first vehicle for you, wasn't it, Micah? Yes, it was. So this is Zuzu truck. It was the pride of my life at the time, just like Chris's Buick. I don't know. When you pay cash for your first vehicle, there's something special about it. I paid the grand old price of $650 for this truck, which even for that time 
was very, very low, but there was reasons for it. It ran, kind of, and what I mean by that is, Chris, did we ever get it above 60 miles an hour? I think we did once going downhill. I don't ever remember us taking it on the highway, except for whenever we sold it, which we'll get to that story in a little bit, but yeah, it never got up above 60 miles an hour. I just remember you kind of drove it around town and I don't think you drove it for more than like five miles, 10 miles at, at all in one time. No, and it wasn't good to go any, on any high-speed streets like like Chris said. People people were already a little mad because taking off from a red light or whatnot took a little while. Um, also, people were a little freaked out because the whole thing shook when it sat there at idle. Like uh, It had kind of that old... How how do you put it? Like kind of that old race car-y sound, except a little bit weaker. You know, it was good, 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 good. And you just kind of sit there, and it was like shake. And um, I actually got just a brief side story from this. I actually got into a hit and run with that truck. It was a manual, and I didn't really understand um, that manual's roll downhill whenever you are doing that. So I accidentally rolled back and hit a lady, and did not realize that. It was a fairly small tap, and like I said, with the truck shaking and whatnot, um, I drove off, didn't think anything about it. She came around the corner screaming and cursing. Well, the funny thing was, this truck was so slow, that was normal for me. So I didn't realize that there was actually a problem. I thought she was just mad because I was going slow and she was late for work or something like that. Uh, Long story short, we actually had a friend who is a police officer, shout out Jamie, and he actually met me at school and, and like had heard it over the radio and pretty much vouched for me and said, yeah, he wouldn't do that. So thank God that happened there because uh, probably would have went to jail. Anyways, so the truck was incredibly slow. We decided um, when we were going out to Texas and moving out to Texas, we said, you know what? I- I'm not going to take the truck with me. I don't want to trailer it. You know, it's just not something that, uh, you know, it's not just something you want to take with you. So we were going to go sell it. So we ended up selling it on eBay. And it was uh, to a person in nearby Thompson, Georgia. And uh, what happened there, Chris, when we were headed out? So Thompson, Georgia was probably about maybe 20 minutes from wherever Micah lived. And Micah couldn't even get it above 60. And there were a lot of hills. So he could barely get it up the hills. And so I just remember in my Buick, like, smoking him. And I was driving like maybe 45, 50 miles an hour. Like I was driving below the speed limit and I was way ahead of him. And I would just look back and I was like, where's Micah? So we get there, we show up and meet this lady. And this lady is already kind of sketchy looking as it is already. And she asks if she can test drive the truck. Well, us being 17, 18 year old kids, we didn't think anything of it. We said, oh yeah, sure. You can test drive the truck. And neither one of us stayed in the car with her we just trusted this that this lady was going to honor her word and so she started driving a little crazy didn't she i thought she was going to take off and i thought she was going to steal it yeah she started driving a little erratic should you say i mean we we met in like this parking lot that's where the whole thing was going down and she was like she was like going around the corners and stuff and you know she got out of the truck and i don't remember her saying anything particularly bad about it she was just like you kind of have to stomp the gas pedal all the way down. And that was the funny thing. Yeah, you did. If you wanted it to go any bit at all, I mean, the engine was so weak in it, you had to press the gas pedal all the way down everywhere you went or else it, it wouldn't it wouldn't go very quick at all. 
um, or it would also stall out as well. So she didn't seem overly upset about it. We had put in the description in the advertisement for it that, you know, wasn't very fast, you know, probably needed some work. And so she was like, you have to keep the your foot on the gas the whole time. Yeah, okay. She gives us the money and we moved to Texas. What ends up happening is she ended up filing a claim with eBay trying to say that we sold her a lemon. For those of you who don't know what lemon means as far as in car terms, it just means that uh, you sold her a car that was defective or not working very well. And so she was trying to get the money back from us. So she basically wanted the truck and uh, the money back from us. Luckily, we ended up winning that whole thing. But it was a whole big crazy thing. That was a crazy truck, man. That was... Uh... Really what happened was eBay paid Micah and his family through PayPal. When they put the description of the truck on eBay, they literally put, okay, this thing has problems. They listed out all the problems. We let her know up front, hey, this truck has problems. Like This was a good truck if A, you were going to have a project truck. Or B, you were going to use it for parts. She knew what she was getting into. So whenever she filed the claim, PayPal had put, like, they froze the account to where Micah couldn't get the funds. And so Micah was like, what the heck? Like, why can't I get the funds from this truck? And so they figured it out. And then they ended up winning the dispute. And I was just thinking, man, that's crazy. But I'm sure that's a truck that you appreciate. But you're kind of like, man, I'm kind of glad that I got rid of that truck. That is something. It was like a good... Maybe first car, but I'm kind of glad that I don't have it. Yeah, I, and I mean, some of the other quirks that this truck had, If so Chris is mentioning hills. Yeah, you had to get a good head of steam up to make sure you got it over the hill. If it was a big hill, I don't know. And then something else, too, going downhill, for whatever reason, the engine would die. And so anybody that's ever driven a manual, and yes, everybody told me, well, you're not pressing the clutch down hard enough. Oh, no, I had the clutch to the floor. Um, it just, it would just die. And so what ended up happening was I'd ride down this hill, and I, Chris will tell you, I got really good at the timing. It'd be like I'd be rolling down the hill, and then all of a sudden I'd pop the clutch, and we would just keep on driving until the next time it stalled out. Uh, the first couple times it did it, like I had to pull over into a parking lot and figure it out, but there was a flow to it. When you have to get from point A to point B, kind of didn't matter, but it makes you appreciate all the other cars after that too. I think everyone should have like a, a car like that, like whether it was my Buick or your truck, because like I see a lot of kids getting like their first car being like these brand new nice cars and then they go out and wreck them. But I'm telling you, man, when you have a car that doesn't have power steering or windows or AC or anything like that, you appreciate the little stuff. You appreciate power steering. You appreciate AC in your car. You appreciate that trunk button working every time that you push it so you don't lock your keys in your car. Uh, that's a little little plug for the other episode. But yeah, man, it was it was a good first truck for you. Yeah, it was a good little first truck, but I am glad I got rid of it. Uh, I had plenty of good vehicles after that. And uh, all did not have gas fume smell, and so we uh, we weren't nearly passing out the whole rest of the time. But anyways, we can get on to our next thing. Go ahead and announce the next segment, Chris. Our next segment is the Jelly Donut, which is the jail report. Who's that private pile? Sir, Jelly Donut, sir. A Jelly Donut? And Micah, what do you have for us on the jail report? <laughs> so we got to go back to Florida, man. So, I don't know about you. I've been thinking about Florida lately. And uh, shout out to everybody who might be experiencing uh, some issues with this current hurricane. Hopefully, all is doing well. But we're here to talk about some Florida man criminal stories. They're, they're, I mean, they're my personal favorite. I don't know why. 
Um, and for those of you who don't know, we looked it up in Florida. Yes, they you can release pretty much all the information about the crime. So you get all these weird random ones out of this. So are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. Okay, so the first one here, a Florida man steals an entire stack of lottery tickets from this convenience store and then returns in different clothing to steal the safe and cash register. That sounds a little sketchy. There's a man in Fort Myers and he tried to um, have a little quick costume change. But he stole as many lottery tickets as he possibly could. So he went behind the counter, you know, opened the big thing, got the just handfuls of lottery tickets, got as many as he possibly could. Around 30 minutes later, then he came in wearing a different pair of clothing, and I could see both pictures here. Um, they're not much different. Both are shirt and sweatpants, just, just a tad different here. And then he tried to snag the cash register and the safe that was behind the uh the counter there that he saw whenever he was looting the lottery tickets and the best part about that is he was caught in the act when he was stealing the cash register and safe both turned out to be empty as well so he was stealing absolutely nothing so did they like put hands on him and like like detained him or what happened did the police show up or what did the employees him or does it say so it was the the gas station was closed so it was the police department that came they had already got the initial call about 15 minutes earlier about you know the lottery ticket and they had got him on camera and all that stuff and so by the time they had shown up that's when he had changed clothes and gone back in and was taking the cash register safe which the funny thing to me is um so you, you had the and maybe this was one of those things to where he didn't see the cash register and safe like right? he probably knew the cash register but not the safe on the other side if you're already in there and you know the cops are probably getting called why wouldn't you just take the cash register and safe with you amongst all the other stuff you have all in one trip instead of being like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna change clothes right quick and then i'm gonna come back and snag the rest of this he was probably trying to cover his bases because if he got caught it was like oh yeah it was another guy that was stealing that he was wearing something different and yeah, but I'm telling you, man, that Powerball is up there right now. It's like 1.6 billion or something, but that Powerball, that Powerball is up there, dude. Uh, Got to buy some lotto tickets. See, I've only bought lottery tickets maybe like, I can count like maybe five times. The thing is now, if I ever buy a lottery, lottery ticket, I just like scratch off the bottom and then I just like scan it with my phone to see if it's a winner or not. I don't really actually scratch it off. And so, yeah, I, it's a dangerous game because I'm like, oh yeah, I could win another one. And I, but I don't really buy lottery tickets. Yeah, I got a, a story of how I got another friend addicted to lottery tickets. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. So the next story here, this is definitely a Florida story. And, you know, Florida, you got to love it. But especially up north in the state um, and then central of the state, it's it's pretty much all swamp. So you got these, these swamp people out here, which they're awesome. So this is what the police report states. So, a man steals a gator from a Florida golf course and tosses it around to teach it a lesson. Wow. Pretty much, uh, this man was accused of going to an alligator and stealing the alligator from an enclosure. So, apparently, this golf course, being in Florida, they probably have gators as mascots. And so, they had this enclosure with this alligator in there. He jumps in there and he steals the alligator. And so, whenever the police was called, they were called because um, these drivers had seen this man walking along the road with the alligator and they saw him swinging it by the tail and try to toss it onto the roof of a building before beating and stomping on the alligator and so when the police showed up his response was i was tossing 
and yelling at the alligator to teach it a lesson. What lesson was he trying to teach it? That was not clear. I'm telling you, man, in Florida, it's the heat and the drugs that are out there, bro. It makes people act really crazy. Poor guy in his mind, it's like the alligator's talking back to him. It's like, what'd you say to me? And he's like beating it up on the side of the road. And yeah, anyways, terrible, terrible. Here's another one here. A man sprays bear repellent inside of a Florida Bath and Body Works. Ooh, wow. First of all, let me ask you a question. Did you know, I mean, I can imagine bear repellent is a thing, but I didn't know that there was, like, uh, gas, I guess, like you could spray or something. I just kind of thought it was, like, pepper spray. Like, that's what the bear repellent was. I thought it was just, like, pepper spray. And that's probably fair. Um, let's see. So at least 35 people were injured at this mall and the suspect sprayed a bear repellent inside the Bath and Body Works before stealing two bags of candles. And so, literally, um, you know, 15 people had to be taken to the hospital. And so she was taken into custody when they found her. But literally, she did all of that to steal two bags worth of candles that were worth roughly $75. Man, I'm telling you, them basic white girls, they'd be crazy for some bath and body works that and target and they sit there they spray and stuff i could just see it right now it's like oh what's this scent and then this is bear repellent i'm telling you man and all i'm saying is bath and body works listen i've, I've had to go into bath and body works i've had to spend some money in bath and body works 75 dollars listen if you're gonna spray some bear repellent and catch a charge for this you ought to be stealing more than 75 dollars worth of some candles i know you could accumulate more than 75 dollars or there's some candles and a few scoopfuls, okay? So, anyways, if you're gonna if you're gonna get in trouble, I, I mean, I'm not advocating for that. Any hoosies? Last one here. So, a Florida man wielding a sword sets fire to a roadway and floods the booking office after arrest. Oh wow! Okay. So, uh, the authorities showed up and to a call about a fire on a road, and they found this guy holding a sword, and drinking alcohol. And so police said that the fire was in front of this guy's home, but in the public space. So, you know, of course, as most people know, so the road, there's a section of the side of the road, the um, the shoulder or whatnot, that is going to be public domain, like that's the cities or whatnot. So apparently he started a fire there, and he was holding a sword and had a knife in his waistband, um, and he was chugging from a half-sized or half-gallon-sized, so a big handle worth of Captain Morgan spiced rum when they arrived. He gets arrested, drunk and disorderly, right? Setting a fire on the public premises, all this other stuff. So he gets to the booking office. For some reason, whenever he got into the booking office, um, he asked to go to the restroom, so they let him go to the restroom. And he put paper towels in the sink in the uh, you know the drain of the sink and flooded the the booking office as well wow that's crazy a fire and a flood that's crazy i don't know why but i could just see this guy like having a scottish accent be like they may take our lives but they're never gonna take our freedom like i'm like from braveheart and just like drinking some captain morgan and uh holding that sword i can just see that i don't know why but that's where my mind went. All I'm saying is, you know, Captain Morgan spiced rum. You know, his life was definitely spicy that day. He, he had some interesting happenings happen that day. But yeah, man, that's the jelly donut. And some weird ones, huh? You got to love Florida. Like I said, Florida's, uh, shout out to Florida. 
we would still love to plug you on our show, the tourism and everything. Uh, we promise it's not all goofy crime stories in Florida. Yeah, that's crazy. Speaking of the jail report, do you remember when we did that story on Cain Velasquez? Apparently, he's out now. I don't know if like the trial got dismissed or if he's just out on bomb, but he's apparently out right now. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, given the circumstances, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, we did a story on Cain Velasquez, which is a UFC fighter who went to jail, and so. Listen to the episode or go read it for yourself. But our next segment is the Donut Hole, which we get to do whatever we want to do for the Donut Hole. And Micah, it's your week to do the Donut Hole. So what do we got? So Chris alluded to having plane videos on our uh, on our feed now. And yes, we're going to try not to have it take over too much because I love planes more than I love football, believe it or not. But I, I tone it down a little bit here. But this Donut Hole, we're going to do some plane talk here. So Chris... Let me ask you a question. You've flown a little bit. What's, uh... Not personally, but yeah, I've flown on an airline. Well, let me... <laughs> let me ask you a question. What's your... What's your favorite airline? If you said, you know what, I gotta fly tomorrow, who's it gonna be? Honestly, man, I can't really say because I've only ever flown American. I've never flown United or Southwest or Spirit. I've only flown American, so I don't really have a topic of conversation on that what about delta have you ever flown delta before no i've never flown delta i've only ever flown american every time you know it's crazy it's like um being from georgia you know delta's like the atlanta's their hub so it's like everybody from georgia's done delta but anyways no no offense there i am just going to say uh since since chris has only flown american which we i know his opinions on american he's had some fun um dfw tales if that's that's what we want to call it. And for those of you who don't know, that's Dallas-Fort Worth. That's American's hub. And uh, they shut it down when it's in a heavy dew. Like, it doesn't even have to be really anything big weather-wise, but they will shut down that airport at the drop of a hat. They will shut down that airport if I go outside and take a leak on the lawn. They will shut it down. If I literally went outside right now and I took a leak outside and used the bathroom, they would shut it down because they're like, oh, wait. There's moisture in the air. We got to shut it down. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, the whole reason it's like that, there was actually a crash there in the, it's like the 70s or the 80s, I'll have to remember. But basically, a microburst took it down. If you've ever heard of like thunderstorms and like you'll have a big downburst of air and moisture and everything, and it made a plane crash. And so basically, DFW is like, we're going to be safe from now on. Anyways, they don't have to shut it down as much as they do. They're a little over safe, you ask me. Because you look over across town at Love Field and Southwest is going in and out. They don't give two craps about the weather. So anyways, what we're going to talk about the rest of this time, I have, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience this past year of, uh, you know, I did what fries my donuts. This is not what this is going to be about, but I've flown most of the major airlines this year. I've flown American, Southwest, United, Delta. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. If there maybe there was one more in there, United's still my least favorite. So those of you who love United, I'm sorry, I I can't stand them. They're pretty bad. I'm a big guy, and not only are their seats very very short, they're very narrow. And uh, for some reason, I've always been stuck behind some stank people. You know, they be they be smelling real bad. Not like not like that's United's fault, but I don't know. I just don't like that. Um, Southwest is pretty cool. I like, Chris, if you ever got to fly an airline, fly Southwest. You'll like Southwest. Like, there's no assigned seats, 
So literally you get on there and you can sit wherever you want and uh, it's pretty cool. So I always pick, of course, behind the, just behind the wing on the left-hand side, preferably, uh, which is cool. And then I like American personally. Chris has other opinions, but... Uh, American Airlines has become a monopoly and they know that they have become a monopoly and they know that they dominate the market and therefore they have lost their personal touch. Now, I know during COVID and during the pandemic, it was a little bit different. But here's the thing. When you, flow, when you fly, usually they come around with the beverage cart and they give you a beverage of your choice. Mine personally, I like a nice Coca-Cola or a nice Dr. Pepper. And they used to give you the whole can, but now they just pour a little bit, just a little bit in the glass. And they're like, okay, there you go, sir. Then they used to give you the pretzels and the nice, the nice Biscoff cookies if it was the morning time. Now, you might get some pretzels. You might not. You never know. There's inconsistencies with these. And I've been on some long flights. And I'm telling you right now, there's inconsistencies. So I just think American Airlines has gotten a little bit too big for their britches. You know what? I'll tell you this much. Just to advocate for Southwest, every time I've been on Southwest this year, They've always given me the whole can of, like, soda, and they've always given me at least two bags of, like, pretzels. And then they have, like, the little mix things. It's, like, their very own, like, Chex Mix with, like, the, you know, all the different pieces. It's pretty good, too. So I like Southwest a lot, but um, if you can't tell. Then I flew Delta. Delta was pretty good as well. I like Delta. But, yeah, United. Can't stand United. Can't stand United. So Let me ask you this question. Have you flown Spirit? I refuse to. I think you should fly Spirit just to so you can review it. And you, as being a plane enthusiast and an airline enthusiast, I think you should fly Spirit just because you can give us an expert uh, opinion. Now, I will say this. Which airline has the best fleet of planes in your professional opinion? So as far as the newest and biggest and best, I mean... I definitely think American hands down because they're they've got a bunch of Airbus and if we're talking about just U.S. based, like American for sure because they've got pretty good array of planes. But I'll tell you this much, Delta's got a lot of the classics. They're still flying some old ones in there, and so they're my personal favorite. This is this is my chief complaint, and I'm going to make this very brief because this is not what fries my donuts. But just like cars, you know, a lot of the cars look the same now. They just got different emblems on them. Planes are getting a lot of the same way. Used to be there was a lot of identifiable features, and there still are, but typically they all look the same, and reason is is they're dialing in very, very close on fuel efficiency and what makes things very green and planet-friendly, which is cool, except everything is starting to look all the same now. And it's a lot starting to get really quiet, and as far as... Um, like jet engines and things. Listen, I'm there for the roar of the engine. I'm there for the sound of it. And so old planes are cool too. So I like Delta for that. I will tell you this. American Airlines doesn't have Gemini jets though. They don't fly those. Just kidding. Gemini jets are just a, a figurines. They're figurines. And I like to poke Micah's buttons and be <laughs> like, oh yeah, what's that plane? Is it a Gemini jet? And he's like, he's like, Gemini jets are figurines. They're not actual planes. So I just wanted to poke the bear a little bit. But yeah. Well, last thing before we go, I got a few questions. We're going to quiz Chris on his lack of airline knowledge. I don't think he's going to get a lot of these, but that's okay. 
It's just all for fun. Just uh, just see what it is. So five questions. You ready to do this? Sure. So this is all based on 2021. So last year's data. So which airline out of these four had the best on-time rating? So which one, you know, didn't have had the least delays pretty much or cancellations? Was it A, American, B, Southwest, C, United, or D, Delta? It definitely wasn't American. I know that for a fact. Uh, I'm going to go out on a, limb, on a limb and say Delta. You're correct. Yeah, it was Delta. They actually had an 85% on-time arrival rate, so only 15% were delayed or canceled, which is pretty good. Um, next question, who had the best safety record in 2021? Or actually, this is all-time. So Southwest, Delta, Alaska, or American? So Alaska Air is who Alaska is. Uh, I think I'm guessing Alaska. I really am because that's kind of an off ball one or yeah, that's an off kilter one that you threw in there. So I'm guessing Alaska. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, they've never had a fatality. So they've never had a fatality ever, which is awesome. Even Southwest had a lady get sucked out of a window. So they have a fatality, um, which if you've never heard that story, it's pretty crazy. I would, it's pretty nuts. A um, couple more questions here. So which had the most domestic travelers in in 2021? So that means how many, you know, which airline had the most people fly on it within the U.S. last year? So A, American, B, Spirit, C, United, or D, Southwest? I'm going to go with United. United is pretty cheap and affordable. I guess I'm going to go with United. My gut call is to say American, but I'm going to go with United. It's actually Southwest. D Southwest. They actually operated 163,605,692 people last year. And to think about this, um, the U.S. population is around 350 million. So Southwest did almost half of the U.S. population in domestic travelers last year. Pretty crazy. Two more questions here. So you were talking about fleets earlier. Which, uh, which airline has the most planes in their fleet as of 2021? <clears throat> so we have American, Alaska, Delta, or Spirit? American, all the way. And they've lost their personal touch, says Chris. And last but not least, what is the busiest airport in the world 2021? So A, Denver, B, Atlanta, C, Dallas-Fort Worth, or D, London Heathrow? That's a weird one. I guess London Heathrow. I'm guessing. That's really weird. London Heathrow. No, sir. It's Atlanta. Atlanta has pretty much been pretty consistent as the busiest airport in the world for, for quite a while now. But, um, yeah, they had 75 million passengers move through there last year. Wow. Interesting. Well, I got some of them right. Deductive reasoning is great, ladies and gentlemen. Deductive reasoning for the win. For those of you who don't know how to critically think, go back to that last segment and listen to Chris. Which brings us to... What fries my donuts? And oh, Micah, guess what fries my donuts? What fries your donuts, Chris? Oh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna out myself a little bit, okay? So I'm tired of these shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, The Real Housewives, all the. I know that we are trash can TV, right? And we promote trash, okay? We don't really promote it, but we do like our trashy shows. I'm talking about these upper level trash shows and i'll tell you why i don't like them yes i have walked by and my significant other 
my fiance may or may not have been watching some of these shows and I may or may not have watched maybe five, 10 minutes of these shows or maybe a whole episode. And what really fries my donuts about these shows, like keeping up with the Kardashians of these Real Housewives, is these rich ladies and they act so juvenile. They act like they are in middle school and they're sitting here going, oh yeah, well, so-and-so didn't say hi to me at, at so-and-so's Friendsgiving and I think she's just a snake and blah, 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 blah. And 95% of the time, it's just miscommunications and it's people stirring up stuff. And what I really don't like about it is all these people in these shows think that they are better than everyone and they think that they're above everyone just because they have money. In reality, they are no better than the people that are on Jerry Springer. It's the same stuff, except these people have money and it's just literally watching these grown people act like they're still in middle school and it fries my donuts. And what I don't like is that everybody is all about it. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I want to be like Kim Kardashian or oh, I want to be like so-and-so from Real Housewives. And I feel like it's setting a bad example. You don't hear people saying, oh, I want to be like those people off of Jerry Springer or oh, I want to be those like those people off of Mari. We look down on those people when in fact it's the same exact thing. You got anything you want to add to this? Yeah, something I don't like is I hear a lot of women, and the Kardashians especially, it's like, oh, I want to be like Kim Kardashian. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to be rather, rather edgy for this show, but you don't want to get famous from a sex tape. Let's be honest. And that's all, that's literally how she came to fame, and she's also, you know, Book who's rich, okay? Got it. But that's not how you want to, you know, like, how does that make you a role model? Like, what does she do that makes you a role model? I understand it's, you know, being a, po I wouldn't even say positive, like being a big female icon that makes a lot of money and, like, you would aspire to be that if you're a young lady. But, like, the what we're talking about is behavior-wise. You know, unless you have Buku's worth of money and rich and powerful input like she does, you can't go around saying those things. You can't go around doing those things and get the same result at all. So, I mean, is she really even a tangible role model? I just, I don't think that people should be following her for that sort of thing, but... Well, well, they, well, these people get a pass to act that way because they have the influence and because they have the money. They get to treat people like absolute dog crap and get to treat their friends like absolute dog crap because they have money. And they're like, oh yeah, she's such a witch, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing, man. Like, they all pretend to be friends with one another. And they're like, oh yeah, hi, how are you doing? And then the next, the, as soon as that person leaves, they're like, oh my gosh, she is so awful. And I'm sick of that being promoted in a culture, and I'm sick of seeing it in our, in our society. Yo Gotti said it best. He said, you in a club every week, but you ain't got a job. And that's what these people are doing. They're in the club every week. They, they're they going out shopping. I mean, most of the time, they don't really work. Or if they do, like, yeah, they may have built something. But it, was off, it wasn't, like, in a legitimate re way. Yeah, but it's always, like, a business that their husband or significant other fronted. Like, it was just... And as bad as it is, like, I, you know, this is getting kind of bad, but... A lot of the times, it's because those rich behind husbands, if you listen to any of the reasons that they gave, like, oh, yeah, I'll invest, it's because they didn't want to deal with it, and they didn't want to hear them talking about it anymore. It's like, here's the money, go, kind of thing. And so it's just, a lot of these people are bored, you know? There's so many bored people out there. 
And especially when you got that much money and you ain't got nothing to do, like, all they got to do is stir up stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they don't have anything to do. So they're just sitting there stirring up stuff, stirring up drama. And then, you know, the next, like, five minutes later, they'll be fine. And then it's like, then they fight over the pettiest stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're friends with this person. Well, if you were really friends with me, you wouldn't be friends with that person. And I can't believe you were friends with that person because they did this to me and da 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 da. And that really hurt me. And I'm just like, bro, just stop. Like, it's so annoying. But. It makes for good TV because everyone wants to be like them and everybody likes watching train wrecks. So I don't know, man. It's I like I like watching train wrecks, but you know, it's when we came up with Trash Can TV, we like you know, we like the Jerry Springers, we like the Maury's, we like those those shows, but like at the same time, they're funny to laugh at, but then there are some of them that are just downright annoying. Like there are some that are just downright annoying. And some of them are just, you can tell they're staged, but then there's some of them that you're just like, man, this is the, the stupidest garbage ever, and I can't believe people fill their time with that. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just a little different, but... Here, I'm going to go on one last tangent real quick. I like wrestling. Everybody knows that. I get mad at the people that tell me, yeah, wrestling's fake, but yet they're going and watching this stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, wrestling is fake. Okay, all right, but yet we're going to go watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians for a whole season. But anyways, I'm... Either that or it's like, either that or it's like, wrestling's fake, and then they're calling you up, and it's like, you know what's going to happen? I think he actually broke his arm from last week. He was hurt. He was really hurt. He winged, He got winged last week, and it's like, it's an acting job. It's not really... It's not really what's going to happen. Sometimes those guys really do get hurt. But anyways, enough of that. We're going to move into our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. And we have our free improv this week. And Micah, what accent do we have? Pick one out of the bowl. Okay, let's pick one out of the bowl. Oh, we've never done this one before, I don't think. Surfer dudes. Oh, surfer dudes. Totally tubular, my dude. Exactly. All right, and then the the place or the situation is going to be moving. So, like, surfer dudes moving. All right, cool deal. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start. Nice, brother. So we got the U-Haul. We're going to load it up now. So what's, what's going to happen next? Joe Brody, my dude, chill out. Take a dose of peace and tranquility, my guy. We will get there when we get there. We don't always know what's coming next, bro. So we just got to totally live in the moment, my guy. Bro, we have to make sure that we pack my crystal collection because I need to stay grounded through this whole process. Brody, my guy, have you totally seen those totally tubular dollies, my guy? Because I'm really not trying to stretch out my back and break like a muscle or something, dude. Lifting your heavy crystal collection, my guy. Dude, I tell you what would be gnarly. After we get done, we can take it down. And we can take that dolly and uh, ride it down the beach like a longboard. Like, have you ever seen something like that, bro? Oh my gosh, that would be fun. Dude, that would be totally sick. But you know what would be even more sick, my guy? If we totally, like, didn't have to move that couch, dude, because it weighs, like, 
500 pounds like i'm just really not trying to work that hard today dude i'm trying to live like in peace love and tranquility bro i'm halfway convinced to just leave it here and let the landlord take care of it because you know he was already kind of a jerk to me about having the surfboards in the house he said you can't have them on the you know on the patio or whatever and so the thing is he can take care of this couch bro last time you know, I, last time I'm going to be here, man. What is he going to do about it? See, dude, that's why me and you are like totally bros, my dog. Because like, even though that guy was like a jerk to you, bro, you're like totally being nice and like being the bigger person by like giving him your couch, dude. What can I say, bro? It's always what I've been saying. You got to be the bigger man. There's bigger fish out in the sea than what you are. So why be the big fish? You know what I'm saying, my guy? Yeah, dude. You know what, like, the cool brother Michael Jackson said, dude? He said, like, we are the world, and, like, we are the children, and we are, like, trying to make a brighter day, so let's just live it, my guy. All I'm saying is, I wish I lived, and it was a, was a man in the 90s, so that I could have totally went to all those concerts and gave lots of money. Dude, I think we need to, like totally get this u-haul like back to where it's supposed to go because if we don't i'm gonna pay like a hundred dollar late fee and i like already spent my my money like on some good mary jane this week so like there's nothing there left bro and i'm not trying to pay like the 50 dollar overdraft charge my guy bro i understand so what you're telling me is we're gonna have to live skimpy this week because we uh we're out of dough do re me my friend yeah dude totally but what we have is not money but we have family dude we have peace love and tranquility my guy and my crystal collection so all we have to do is just meditate really strong and next thing you know we'll have that tranquility and money won't mean nothing to us because we'll be in our house of our own in our own mind and that was our improv segment so i hope you guys enjoyed that that was a new accent for us i don't think we've in our whole 51 episodes of doing this we haven't pulled that one out of the bag so brand new huh yeah it was um it's always good to branch out and diversify because uh we have some good accents but we could work on some other ones too like uh, i don't know I was thinking, you know, we could shake it up, especially this new season that's coming. We're going to have a whole bunch of new stuff. Yep. So we are going to move into our last segment, which is our Eclair segment. And that is our positive advice. So totally, bro. Give some people some positivity, my guy. Stick to your boundaries. No, I'm joking. Stick to your boundaries because uh, you set them for a reason. You know, the, the thing that I wanted to say this week is... Um, you know, it's really easy to be the nice person and be the bigger person and say, you know what, they stepped all over my boundaries, that's okay. But at the same time, like you set those boundaries for a reason. If you told that person at work, listen, I don't like it when you talk about certain things and they, they totally run over that, keep telling them. Don't just let it die, you know. It's one of those things to where um, don't let th those things affect your life no matter how small you may think that they are because they affect you in big ways. So, you know, if you set a boundary with somebody and they're not respecting that boundary, have that healthy conversation with them. And if they continue to disrespect that boundary, look into uh, getting away from that situation if you can. Yeah, you can always tell how people feel about you and what they really think of you as to whether or not they respect that boundary. Like you said, if it's one time or a couple times, 
then like you might have that conversation like, hey, you kind of ran over my boundary, but if they continue to, you know, just blow through that boundary, then they don't respect you as a per person. So that's that's good. Mine is um, we talk a lot about trust and before I preface, sorry, before I go into this, I'm going to preface this. Like every time I talk about the eclair, like it's never at one person or anybody like or my work or anything or people I know in my life. So just know I'm not talking about anything specific, but we talk a lot about trust and all of us can agree that trust is the best thing to build a foundation for a relationship, right? And we want people to earn our trust in order for us to move forward. But I want to challenge you with uh, be a trustworthy person yourself because we talk about earning people's trust, but trust is a two-way street. So in order to earn trust, you also have to be trustworthy. So be a trustworthy person. Whenever somebody tells you something, don't go blab it to everybody else you know. Or you know, if somebody is giving you their time or they're saying, hey, will you show up here and meet me here at this place? Be trustworthy. And if you say you're going to do something, do it. And you know, that's the thing that I love about me and Micah's friendship is that I can trust him. I trust him with basically my life, with my house, with my keys. You know, if I had kids, I trust him with that. And so, you know, he's a trustworthy friend because both of us have put in trust and trust is a two-way street. So uh, be a trustworthy person yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I'm extremely lucky to be able to have a guy like Chris because like he said, you can trust him with your, uh, with your house with your money, with with pretty much anything. I can like hand it over to them, even my most valuable possessions, and be like, listen, I need you to watch these for a while. I ain't got no worries about them. But, uh, but yeah, man, good advice. But I'm going to go ahead and plug our uh, our website, tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com. Like Chris said, a couple of aviation videos up there. If aviation ain't your bag, go and look at our other stuff. We got other things uh, like... When we uh, made some short films ourselves, we got those up there. We got some TV shows that you can watch for free on that website. So tvtrashcan.com. We also got YouTube, all that good jazz. And come uh, come like and follow us on Facebook and uh, talk to us. Hey, we'd love to hear from you guys. But we, uh, we love you guys. We really love the fact that we're growing. It's... Uh, it's really cool to see us grow and it's cool to see us coming up on a year and once we hit this year then we'll be hitting season two so we'll have some cool things then but uh got anything to add chris yeah i was just gonna add that real quick so next week will be our last episode that's the bad news this is the good news this will be our last episode of season one okay so we are going to do our very trashy thanksgiving episode and then after that episode, we're going to start season two. And so the first episode of season two will be at the year mark. So uh, season one, putting season one to bed, and we're going to go into season two. It's gonna, still going to be the same stuff, still going to be great stories, still going to be great improv, still going to be great jail reports. We just figured, hey, why don't we just mark each year by the season? So you guys have given us uh, a wonderful 51 episodes going on 52. And so we just want to start that new season. I'm excited for it, but that's all I got, man. Yeah, heck yeah. But uh, keep all listening out there. And I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And we're going to take this donut box yeah. out to the trash. And y'all have a good rest of your week. And uh -huh. we will see you next week. So long. Be breezy on the streezies. <laughs>